together like we mean it. I want to be a willing vessel, God, in this generation that we're living in. A willing vessel of the Holy Ghost. A willing vessel of the Word of God. A willing vessel on that potter's will, or could I say the will of the world. Hallelujah. Be shaped and molded, not into my image, but into His image. Hallelujah. Fulfill His purpose. Fulfill His call. Amen. To fulfill what He would like to fulfill through us as vessels of Jesus Christ. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Don't let our classes go. Amen. Brother Ford's class will be out with us. Good to see all of the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see you to come be with us to worship the Lord. Missed you if you weren't here Wednesday night. Others continue missing. But God, touch them, bless them, strengthen them. Help them, God, today. Hallelujah. We, we, we need a gathering together. We need a uniting together like never before. Not just in the assembling of itself, but in our hearts, our minds, and spirit. Hallelujah. God's wanting to do a work in this end time. God's wanting to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. God's still in the saving business, the healing business. Hallelujah. And I'm glad to be serving Him this morning. How about you? I'm glad to know Him by His name, to know Him by His Spirit, to be washed in His blood. Have an opportunity, amen, by His grace and mercy. Sure, not on my talents or skills or ability, but on His goodness and grace and mercy to, to, to preach the Word of God and to be a part of the fivefold ministry, to be a part of this assembly, to be a part, amen, of this community. Hallelujah. He hadn't sent us nowhere other place. He's brought us and put us here. And I don't want to fail, amen, the, the call of God, the election of the Lord. I don't want us as a church to fail Him in the world and the time that we're living. And as we come together and join together, amen, in the world that we're living, I believe we can have revival. I believe we can see miracles and wonders and signs like we've never saw. I believe the stage is being set, hallelujah, to turn our community upside down. I mean, Jude made it plain. It was written down by the writings of Jude as he contended for the faith once delivered to the saints. But if we contend for that faith, you know what the outcome can be? We can pluck them out of the fire, amen, in this end time. We can pluck them, amen. There's a shame of the garments, amen, has been stained by the fires and by the relationships of the enemy. Hallelujah. But yet being redeemed and reconciled and pulled out in the last moments. Hallelujah. What a task, what a responsibility has fell upon the church in the world that we're living in today. How many of you believe you're living in the last? times and last days hallelujah but at the same time if we'll contend for the faith contend amen for the love of God the power of God lay aside the weights and turn from our wickedness and evilness and humble ourselves the people's called by his name hallelujah you know what God will kill us God will kill us and if God heals the church he can heal those that's outside the church but unless the church speaks healed hallelujah we can't help the others sick mama can't have a healthy baby Sick mama, amen, that, that's uh, uh, addicted, hallelujah, to drugs and alcohol. Hey, amen, in a birth of baby, amen, it's got to go, go through the withdrawals and the addictions. Right. Amen. Woo, have the Holy Ghost. God, you get me, I don't want to be addicted to this world or the spirits of this world. I want to be governed by the spirits of this world. By the imps, amen, of this world. But Oh, I want the Holy Ghost to be the Holy Ghost in my life. Hallelujah. We're not, but not with arrogance. Not with high mind. It's not, not, any, not in that kind of attitude or spirit by no means. But oh God, help us be like Paul. Preach this gospel. Tears. Brokenness. Willing to go to whoever. And however it might have, it might have fell out. Synagogues, the marketplaces. The rich, the poor, the educated. Those that wasn't educated. Didn't make them any difference. Hallelujah. Desire to go to the Romans. Desire to go different places. Man, to preach. Willing to go back and make sure they hadn't wasn't beguiled. And man, spent. Willing to spend and be spent. For what? For the kingdom of God. 
for the gospel, for the gospel's sake. That same type of passion, that same type of burning, it's got to be in you and I. Hallelujah. First of all, to save ourselves. Man, he wrote to Timothy and said, hey, preach the doctrine, preach the truth. Hallelujah. Why? Because it'll save you and plus them that's willing to hear you. We're going to see in this lesson today, even selling out, <coughs> excuse me, selling out in, in that, that form and manner, that means you're going to win everybody. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to believe you. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to be on your side. It's going to be without resistance and afflictions and hindrances. But it's quite right the opposite. If you studied this lesson, if you read it and studied it and searched out the scriptures and all the scriptures that's put out of the book of Acts, I'm telling you, the church, it fought. It fought tooth and toenail. Amen. From the very beginning. And it didn't take long, hallelujah, not even a few years had passed before these type of afflictions and heartaches and disappointments would take place. And how they responded to them. And so we see the tie-in of Matthew, the 13th chapter, the four types of soil. And the response, amen. And I believe that all of us can find certain groups, hallelujah, the fall of that type of soil. But, but I believe also that parable can fit all of us at certain times in our walk with God. And so we have to, we have to be careful because there's an enemy. Any that wants to sow the seeds of tares in our lives. And it'll look like and smell like and have the fragrance maybe and the appearance of the wheat. But it'll never produce the fruit. Hallelujah. I want to produce the fruit. How about you? Uh, the fruits I'm talking about this morning. Hallelujah. Be the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Not to have the agreement of what man says and try to get the, the, the compliments. And I, we want it. We want our peers, especially our brothers and sisters and the saints of God and things of that nature. Amen. To agree. But I will tell you something else that's far above all of that. And that's a man to make sure what seemed to be good in the Holy Ghost. Not what seemed to be good with this one or that one, but what seemed to be good in the Holy Ghost. Because if you and I walk in the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you what, that's a walking in a power and a demonstration. There's going to be some results. There's going to be some outcomes. And it may not be the number, hallelujah, that some may think. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if it's one. If it's one and pleasing to the Holy Ghost and pleasing to the Heavenly Father, fulfilling His purpose, then that's the right one. Regardless of all the hundreds and thousands in the other direction, it's going to go to the broad way and wind up in the, in the lake of fire. Hallelujah. That's all destruction. Regardless of the appearance of it, the glamour of it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this church, if you really read about it and study about it, the world didn't really like the church. The world was against the church. The spirits of the world. That's the reason John said, love not the world, neither the things of the world. You can't have a love for both. You can't have the love of the Father, the love of the world, abide in the same heart. We got to have, let's go on with this lesson. We got to be sensitive to the Lord like never before. With the right purpose, the right, right, right uh, attitude, and the right spirit. <laughs> Folks, this is not my ministry. Ain't no such thing. It's his. Fivefold ministry. The church. Whose body belonged to? Who purchased it? Who bought it? Who sealed it? Who's going to snatch it out of the ground? Who's going to cry for those rocks to come back forth? It's not the individuals. It's not the rocks. But it's the God through Jesus Christ. And the faith that we had in Jesus Christ. The hope that we had in Jesus Christ. So all of this hinges on believing in this almighty God. It's going to do everything that he had written down. Every promise. 
There's not only promises that are written down, but there's commandments and statutes and principles that must be kept. So as we watch this here today, focus thought. We must stay sensitive to what? To God and his word. It's not a time, amen, to come and desensitize to the word of God and feel like it doesn't have any effect. It doesn't really mean what it means, yeah. God said what he meant and meant what he said. And God wrote it down. And you know what? I think this morning, I'm, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep from preaching tonight. Hallelujah's lesson this morning. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, I'm glad. Hallelujah. If we'll get it written in on the tables of our heart, it won't, it won't, it won't change. I'll tell you what, what it'll do, it'll change us. It'll change our heart. It'll change the way we think. It'll change the way we live. It'll change the way we respond to circumstances and situations, including the devil. Praise God. Focus verse morning, first Timothy 4 2. Speaking lies and what hypocrisy? Huh. Amen. That's, that's, that's practicing or claiming, claiming things to have. Hallelujah. But really, they don't have it. It's, it's they're, they're hypocrite. They're confessing to have something they don't have. Huh. Watch this. God's going to test us. You know, I, I believe sometimes, and I, I preached on this a little bit, that. Well, if you confess to have the Holy Ghost, even if you don't, it God's going to, going to let the test come. Because you make confession by the tongue that you got it. You claim, if we claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, and whatever measure that might be, whatever measure of faith that might be, and doctrine that we've been taught, God's going to see to it that you're test. And guess what? So will the devil. Who tested Job? Did he do anything actually to be tested? Not really. Even God makes the statement about that unfolding and taking place. So if there's ever been an hour where it seems like so many different cultures and voices and flavors of voices... And, and I'm not talking about just out there oh, full of the devil and full of those things. I'm talking about those that claims to be the voice of God. I don't think it's the devil voice that, that you and I've got to be uh, concerned about. But it's got to be the voice that this writer's talking about. It's got to be that voice that's, that's like a wolf in sheep clothing. It's like the one that says they know the way and living the way. But it's false and error. And to the end of the journey. Huh. You see, this book helps us to realize that you can't just seem to be right. It's got to be right. The scripture warns us of that, doesn't it? According to the scriptures. Doing that what seemeth to be right. But the end thereof is death. So we're living in a world today that's been taught doctrines out, out of the same book that you hold. You know, somebody ought to back up every once in a while and say, wait a minute now. If there's one God, there's one book, then how in the world can there be so many different denominations and beliefs of how to get to heaven? How many cities are we going to? 
Now, if we was going to New York and New Orleans and, and somewhere else, now that'd be three different ways. But we're going, there's only one city. The Father of Faith was looking for only one city that wasn't made by man. This is the city that was made by God. That's a city that you and I were still on that same journey to pursue and become a part of. <laughs> and there's only one way to attain that city. One way to enter into that city. As Jesus made it very clear to us. See that kingdom. To see it. To enter. To be a part of it. And so as we watch this here today. and The lesson text. And, and it covers a lot. The lesson text really does. And, but the, the focus verse. 1 Timothy 4. And actually 1 and 2. We're gonna, we'll address that. Uh, toward the end of our, our lesson here today. I, I know that. Uh, a time won't allow us to cover all that we'd like to cover just out of the scriptures. If you hadn't read this lesson, we encourage you again to read it. Not only the lesson, but in that same, that same area where some believed and some believed not. To go back and, and go to those scriptures in the book of Acts. Make yourself familiar with it. Make yourself familiar of what took place. What actions were taking place. What response had taken place. It'd help us. It'd help us. It'd help us in those times when we're witnessing, doing our best to be a witness and tell others, and it's just kind of shunned or pushed off. It'd help us in those times, amen, when those rile against us and voice against us and even become uh, possibly physically uh, contending against us. Then it's those that all of a sudden seemingly comes maybe one that you didn't never expect. When it just seems to come out of nowhere, all of a sudden, you, you sow that seed and you can see immediately. They grasp it. They pick it up. They start getting a hold of it. And, and it's the good farmer, always remember. You got to have patience. got to have patience. got to be long-suffering. I mean, you're thankful that God's been long-suffering with you. Well, I'm glad God's been long-suffering for me. I'm glad he's still working on me. I, I mentioned this Wednesday. I'm glad he's still working on me. He's not through, thank God. I'm not the finished product that he liked for me to be. But you know what? You and I need to make up in our minds even today. I'm going to become that finished product. I'm going to become a part of that number. It's going to be called up. I'm going to become a part, amen, of that, that, that bunch that Paul talked about. That, that the crowning of his joy is when we're all gathered together. In the presence of the one called Jesus Christ. Above everything else. <laughs> to what? Finish the race. Again if you watch the cultural connection. The 400 yards. and You read it. I'll let you go back and read it. I'm, I'm still applauded sometimes. Of how much with the writers of the lesson is. Uh, I'm almost say it. We're dabbling, dabbling in some areas that 30 and 40 years ago was, was, was named sin against the church. And that's all the way I know to do it. And if I'm ignorant, God help me. And I know he doesn't wink at ignorance, but God help me. If we're trying to be too whatever, and I, I'm not. Because, hey, I'm, I'm in an earthen vessel just like you are. I got battles and struggles. But I'm going to tell you something. We can't become servants of sin. And that's not all. Here's the danger. Here's where our world's at. Here's where our world's at. At one time, as a whole, we took a stand against certain altered lifestyles. And it's not that they picked up guns and, 
And, and well, you know, there's a country this week came some guys. 77 strikes. For having a relationship they shouldn't have had. And got caught. They bought them, brought them out in the public court and caned them. Okay? That wasn't in the United States, but it happened. Am I... What I'm trying to tell you, and they're probably way extremes over here in some areas that they're going to miss it. They don't, even, they don't even believe in this gospel and truth. Okay? But here's, here's, here's what we got to watch. Lord, help me here today. This is, this is where the enemy can intertwine and awove himself. That's the reason he wants to, be, to get in the church. It's the reason he wants to get into the body of believers, the true believers. It's the reason he wants to make his way in, and he will not be content to just sit on the pew. He will not be happy to do that. He's going he's to try his best to weave himself upon the platform, in the Sunday school rooms, in leadership of some form and fashion. Because he's got a long every. A dilemma and purpose he wants to fulfill. And that's to pollute the church. To begin to get access for some spirits and, and powers that will corrupt the church. The reason. I, 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 and I'm not educated, but I, I'm just going to tell you what I'm, I'm just. The reason the White House is corrupted, it is, is because there's some that intertwine, interwoven in, and they, they pull up package deals. It's got a two or three good things and 120 bad deals. The devil's all the time slipping stuff in, moving stuff, and putting people in places that this can happen. And for the two or three good things, how many? How long has it been since you heard a preacher make the statement, "Hallelujah," that you you order a dump a truckload of garbage from the dump to get one can of beans out of it? You're not going to do that, are you? It's not worth pulling through. But thank God, he he can reach in the trash piles and pull us out. But I'm going to tell you something. We're living in a world today that they're telling us, well, we want to dress like them and go places they go. We want to win them. I'm going to say this, and, and I hope they don't take it wrong. But up to, what, about a year ago, you could have walked in a place right up here. And if you lingered hardly long at all, when you went to the next place, one well, of the first thing they say, hey, you stopped by so-and-so. I can smell all that fried stuff on you. Let me ask you something. What's one of the greatest places for the, for the devil to intertwine into? He's not worried about places that don't preach the truth.
I got to find me a seat in the house of truth. I got to find me a position. If I'm ever going to tear that place down, I, I got to. I'm going to tell you again this morning, the woodpecker. The woodpecker doesn't kill the tree. It's like termite on the inside, buddy. That's the reason the heart, out of the heart, the mind. That's the reason we're taught over and over about guarding the heart and the mind. That's the reason we're promised for the renewing of the mind. Because the only way we're going to stay sensitive to God and the voice of God is through prayer in the house of God and reading the word of God. And doing spiritual stuff. Now to flip that. As we do that. The battles is become, become more severe. The struggles and the battle. Against us. Even in the spiritual realm. It come from places we'd never dream. It come from areas and, and times and moments. That we'd have never thought of. That's the reason we must be sensitive to God. Paul let us know that some came in unaware, unnoticed. They dressed the part. They looked the part. Other writers said that they forsaken us. They was never of us for they had to. So let's, let's watch some of this. Let's, let's see. Because if you go to the focus verses. And I'm going to get to them at the end. And uh, you're going to see that this is, this, is, this is part of the battle of the end time, of the last days. And uh, this is some areas where uh, you, you have to be, uh, let me ask you something. When you're going down the highway and all of a sudden you see a sign up there and it's got a deer on that sign. What is, what's the sign warning you of? Look. Be alert. There's prone and subject for deer to come crossing. Same way with other. That's a reason. So God has given us some signs on this, on this spiritual journey. And we need to make sure that we're not running so fast that we can't read the sign. And we just, well, it doesn't matter. That's the reason, watch this. That's the reason your road department, amen, whenever it floods or a bridge is out or something of that nature, what happens? What changes? What did they do right up here? They didn't just put up some little, little two by two sign and telling them the bridge is out, did they? No, they put something up there and had some flashing lights, something to get your attention. Son, hey, 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 hey. And so, God, God this morning. With his word. In Paul's writings to Timothy. is trying to get Timothy to understand. And, but not only Timothy. Because remember something. Jesus. Peter. Paul. All of them. Taught us. And wrote unto us. To live as though the Lord was coming back. Today. The coming of the Lord. Is at, is at hand. 
So it will do us well to do that. The writer begins and he talks about this. This because even in the 400 yard. The, the finishing matters. You know. You, you, you got to get started. It's important. But, but yet. You know to start the race is one thing. But uh, having the ability to finish it. Is quite another. We, we, we know. This is what the Lord taught us. We know that. He that endures unto the end. Endurance. It's an uphill climb. It's a constant battle. Uh, the things that wars against our mind. We're warned in the scriptures to not become what? Faint hearted. Even with the correction of the Lord himself. There's a warning at that moment in time. That when he corrects us. That we wouldn't become faint hearted. And fall to the wayside. No. No. Understand if God corrects us. It's out of a, a true love. A true love that he has for us. Amen. To, to, to finish the race. And not only to finish the race. Not only. You know Paul warned us. I don't want to just be in the church. I don't want to be just sitting in the church. I don't want to be just uh, 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 socializing in the church. And, and, and looking the part. No. 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 Because Paul warned. And he talked about himself. himself you know, I become what? A castaway. At the end of the journey, and I'm examined, find some flaw things, find some things that would disqualify me to, to tame the crown. So that, that, that groundwork must be set. This is the reason why we need to be sensitive to God's voice and God's heartbeat. You watch the lesson, if you read through it, you're going to notice some very, very powerful things happened throughout the book of Acts and the journey of the Apostle Paul and others as they would try their best to be sensitive to God and the voice of the Holy Ghost and what seemeth good unto the Holy Ghost. The common practice, amen, of coming together. And sometimes those debates... I can imagine and some of us might would have would absolutely been shocked if we'd have been there, possibly some of the screaming matches that may have taken place. Man, 15th chapter of the book of Acts, first conference, and over how to to uh, to indoctrinate the Gentiles and and what doctrines that should instruct them with and. And they went all the way to Jerusalem, all the way to James, the bishop there, and, and the council that was took place there. Why? Because there were certain ones who were putting the pressure on them that was the Judea believers that you must be still circumcised the way of Moses to be saved. But that wasn't true. The chains of the heart, baptism, baptism was taking care of that. But you see the encounter that took place. And uh, now, God help me here today. Some, some struggles and some battles is, can be just out of ignorance, unbeknowing, not, not realizing. And so the best way to choose what direction to go. Now, I know people and I've heard people say, and I understand what they're saying. Well, it's already split. It wound up with two churches. But you know, that should never be. Really, really, God help us to be mature enough and sit enough to God. We can work our differences out because it's much better to have a daughter church than a, another church than a split church. Because I'm going to tell you something. Those split churches are always going to have problems. Those spirits that in, intertwined in there and got in there, hey, they're hard to defeat. They're hard to overcome. They're hard to get driven out. I take you to the Old Testament with Israel and prove that time and time again when they didn't drive out all of those ites. 
So as we, we watch some of this, and the writer talks about the significant changes of the book of Acts. The, you know, the focus was Peter up to about the 13th chapter, and then the focus changed, and the, the, the main character becomes Paul, and Paul becomes kind of the leader, where Barnabas was to start with, and for a little while, to why? Because Paul had to get established. Paul had to get grounded. Paul could have, whenever he didn't receive the right hand of fellowship, he could have forsaken it all and just dropped it all and said, after spending three years huh, in such a personal walk and a personal relationship with God, after being called upon and told by even Annas, and he was, he was told that he's going to be a special vessel. Hey, I'm talking to us this morning. But you better, better, we better read all the pedigree of Paul and what he experienced and what he went through and what he had to deal with. Not only from within, out of his own, but from outside. And the, the, the worries and the frets of, of the churches. Making sure that they wouldn't beguiled by the enemy. Coming back and checking on them. Sending, sending. And at times, at times, he would he'd actually he would be asked to leave. He wouldn't be there no time. And they'd ask, Paul, you got to go, man. You, you're causing such a disturbance. You're causing such a, a battle. You're such a fight, man. You, you got to go. And we'll stay. And we'll, we'll help try to hack this thing and work this thing out, man. Praise God. Everybody's chemistry is not the same. Everybody's likes and dislikes are not the same. But here's the problem with some of that. It's when we allow those chemistries, or if we allow those spirits or likes or dislikes, begin to wedge in and divide us as the kingdom of God. Oh, there were some tough, tough times. Paul got so upset at John Mark with Saul. I'm not going to, no, I don't want to come back. Later on, you read where there was a little fellowship and a little, somehow, somewhere along the journey. Brought back together. So, so I'm going to just address some of this. And, and uh, I know if I'm not careful, my time will be gone. And I won't hardly be touched none of it. But as we just look at some of it in the book of Acts and some activities that took place that were, that'll help us and uh, uh, as, as we uh, time won't let me cover all of it my goodness I, I'm not going to have time let me, let me just do this as you look and go you can read and see for instance Lydia in Acts 16th chapter about 11 through 15 she was a woman amen of Thyatira it's something I want to point out about her if you go back and read the scriptures closely she didn't have the Holy Ghost at this point. She hadn't received the revelation of truth. I didn't say the revelation of one God. The revelation of, of what had transpired and what had taken place. And, and from the kingdom ships and what was expected of them from here. The Bible makes it very plain that... When he, when he, when he, if you go back there and how that they was called. And this is a process that's going to get, you know, for the revival. And prior to that, if you go back in that same 16th chapter, you're going to see that where Paul and where Luke, amen, gets imbibed. And, and here he's not just the character. He's actually there. Eyewitness of what's unfolding and what's taking place. And, and as he's writing about this. And, and he talks about how that, that the Holy Ghost forbid them to go to Asia. 
That'd blow some of our minds. But to be sensitive enough for the Holy Ghost to tell us that don't go to your mama. Don't go to that particular one or this one. That's what was happening. And so as they were pursuing and trying to find. And all of a sudden God gave Paul a vision. And showed him a man. Lydia. Waving and asking for him to come. If you go through all the process you'll see where the authority of, of, of Paul. Where it, where it transfers. The power in the spiritual realms were, were with the, the deputy, the one that rose up against Sargas and tried to prevent him because he had asked for him and Silas to come and preach the gospel to him. He wanted to hear it. But there was a government official that tried his best to stop it. Are you hearing me this morning? There's some government officials that's going to try to stop some things. But you and I have got a purpose in our own mind and heart and spirit. We're going to be a witness for Jesus. We're going to save ourselves. I, I told somebody just this week, and I, tell, I could tell it went all over them. I turned that hardware store. I said, the first message that Peter ever preached, I said in that message he taught him. He said, you better save yourself from this untoward generation. I said, and we there. We better save ourselves. It's ever been a time that we need to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and not to override it. Not to shove it to side. That's, that's, that's not as easy as we might think. When we got passions and we have desires and we got, we got dreams and we got whatever it might be. Huh. To make sure that we're walking in the call and the election. He called us. He elected us. We didn't elect him. We didn't call him. He called us. This is his business. This is his church. And everything that goes on, especially the spiritual realm, is about fulfilling his purpose. And I'm telling you today that, that, that the way God looks at things and God, God handles things, sometimes we just cannot logically understand that, and comprehend that, and grasp it. Writer made it plain to us that his ways as far above ours as the heavens above the earth. That didn't change whenever we got the Holy Ghost and started walking with God and started building a church here. We didn't come over here to build a church that would fall and fashion and shape like everything and everybody else. We come to build a church for God and to be a witness of God and God's power and God's authority and God's love. And he didn't give us the right or the authority, amen, to broaden or narrow, to change anything in the written word of God. Not to add or take. It's a very dangerous thing to do that. It can cost you your soul. It's a dangerous thing to let our own imaginations draw us and pull us out there. In fact, the scripture says pulling down every imagination. That's against Christ. Why? Because that's an anti-Christ spirit. It's on the war path. It's on, on, the, on the board, just setting a platform for the Antichrist himself to set up. The spirit and the spirit of iniquity is working on all hands in all directions. And I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time that our sensitivity to the Holy Ghost will tell you something. If it's ever been a time, we better get our faith. You better make time. 
You better start laying some hobbies aside or work. I don't care what it is, but you better start getting some time. I don't have enough time to preach it. We don't have enough revivals to preach it all to you. You got to dig it. You got to get into it. I got to. I'm, I'm throwing. I'm, I'm telling you, we, we've got to. Because it's so easy to get distracted today. Huh. Horse and buggy. They wasn't near as much to distract us in a horse and buggy. Very, very seldom do you ever see or hear anything about accidents, mishaps. But now the design of the automobiles. And even though they're doing everything they can to get it at the fingertips, which so your eyes won't be distracted to play with knobs. But there's still a high quality of wrecks simply because. We became distracted. Sometimes those distractions could be for good reason or good purpose. But it still won't. It won't get us by the outcome of it. Are you hearing me this morning? I don't care what the distraction is. It's not worth going to hell over. And that's what you've got to bore in your heart and your mind and spirit. I'm not going to hell over this. God, whatever it takes of your mercy and grace and compassion, if you'll help me. Your word. Your word. <laughs> not as a sword, but as a scaffold. To reach in there and cut that thing out without killing me. Without destroying me. Because it's not your will that I'd be destroyed. And that's what it's going to pay to be sensitive. Because you can't divide the word and the spirit of God. To be sensitive to his spirit. To be sensitive to his voice. To his instructions. To have an ear to hear it. Not becoming dull. Can, can I help us there? That's, you know, that's the reason sometimes little babes are hearing things from God. That we'll never hear it. We've been around so long, it's kind of like growing old. You can't hear us well. I know that went over good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, sometimes it benefits you can't hear us good. And sometimes it's not. Because sometimes all you can hear is, Did you hear what I said? I heard it, but I didn't understand a word you said. You wonder why I didn't do it? <laughs> Go to Matthew, the 13th chapter. You question him, why, why, you, why have you taught my parables? Because we're doing it this way. They'll hear it. But they won't comprehend. They won't understand what was said. The biggest problem we got, people don't have an understanding. They can quote it, sing about it, preach about it, out preach me. But they don't have an understanding of it. Never experienced the power of the spirit of it. Hey, 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 that transforms a man and makes him a new creation. 
It changes him from the inside out. Changes him in a manner and a way. The devil of this world cannot corrupt him. If you'll stay sensitive to the voice of God. And the Holy Ghost. Some believed. Lydia was one of them. It wasn't that she wasn't a worshiper. She was. Read your scripture. But apparently there wasn't a synagogue here. So the custom was to go out by the river place. Actually the name of it is called of rivers. And it was known for its rivers. And so they would go out and have prayer. So Paul and them went. Because there wasn't a synagogue to go to. So they went. They didn't try to take over. They didn't try to do none of that. They was just there. But before it was over with. They allowed him to speak. And allowed him to address them. And and Lydia heard it and received it and understood. Even to the point she looks upon them after being baptized, constrained them to come in her house to let her be their servant, to wait on them. She said, hey, you can't deny it because I'm a believer now. That had to take place. That had to transpire. So, some would believe and received, even as worshipers. Aquila and Priscilla, those are the same type of craftsmanship that Paul had. Won and won over to this gospel and used of God, even to help to win Apollos later on in their journey. So, so, so we have the record where some believe, but if you read the scriptures close enough, even though there's times where the believing Great multitudes. Great sums. But I believe he could even take the scriptures where there was far more that didn't believe than did. And if you'll go back and read the scriptures when it drops down and says, because Antioch was the first place, but when you drop down where it talks about some believe not, and you start looking, amen, into the certain cities and things that begin to happen, things that begin to take place, such as, amen, in in Capernaum, and then also in Lystra, in the 14th chapter, and there in Derby, and, and, and different things that begin to take place in all these cities, and, and were even the little damsel, the damsel that, that was confessing, and confessing them to be the preachers, and, but yet she was bound by spirit, she was being misused by her masters, used for their benefit as a fortune teller, as a man, and and, and, and but Paul, after a few days, certain days, he spins around and rebukes that spirit. And so we see the ministry of Paul in the spiritual realm, being sensitive to the spirit of God. And, and the timing and the setting of things. He didn't do it the first day. He didn't do it the first encounter. Huh. Just like causing blindness upon that government official. For a season of time that he wouldn't hinder the will of God, a blindness. He had to get somebody to lead him. And now, they believed. He believed the gospel. He believed. He's watched these actions of the power and the authority of God through these vessels. Hey, this is New Testament. This is New Testament stuff. It's not things just happened in the Brush Harbor days only. Come on, let's just don't, let's don't. Feel like God's a million miles away. No. He's in this service. He was in this service from the very beginning. And he's in this service to touch us. And minister to us. And gird us. And help us. Hallelujah. 
He's in this place to touch our minds and to touch our ears that we might hear. Touch our eyes that we might see. We, we can see there's so much here and, and uh, I, I, I really don't have all the time because I'd really like to and I, I know my time's already. But I want to get to the last. I want to get to the last part of this. The latter days and the last days and what the writer is, is uh, revealing to us and, and things of this nature. But let, let me say this. One of the things that you and I, let me ask you something. Do you believe we're living in a world of entertainment? Do you believe that we have to entertain our babies more than we ever have? You believe at one time that we could take a rope and a spare tire and entertain, but today we got so many and they become bored so, but yet they got more gadgets than they ever had. Even as apostolics. I can watch here. Because of activities, and we're so used to activities and things going on to keep us and when we come in here for a setting just to hear the word of God, if we're not careful. I'm not taking away again. I'm just telling you the world we're in, the hour we're in, the time we're in. Watch this. The warning came in the lesson. Dull of hearing. Dull means to be bored. This bores me. And our action says more a lot of times than we'd never say it. Now that went over good, didn't it? <laughs> but sometimes the reason that happens is because we're so, we so have ran from Dan to Bathsheba. The time we take out time to come to the house of God, we're beat. We get a moment to get still, get comfortable. Here we go. I've been there, I know. I'd be where you're at if I wasn't up here. And you'd be where I'm at if you was up here. Uh, yes, that's right. It's a different ball game. You don't believe that? Watch sometimes when, when the lot falls on you. And you've got to do it. Just walk back and hand you the mic. Talk to me. You wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm just going on. <laughs> but it works that way. Now watch this. So, so if it's the last times, and we believe that. And we believe we're in a, in a world and a time where we, we, we got to entertain so much. I mean, we buying automobiles now that we, of course, it's different. Because we strapped our little babies in car seats. No matter if they're strapped in there for hours, so we got to come up with something to help entertain them. Our world's changed. Our world's changed so much in the last 40 years. Well, I'm fixing to say, you know, the longest trip I remember ever taking with my family? Two of them. One was to Carthage, Mississippi, it was where my mother was born and raised in her family. The second one was Jackson, Mississippi. We thought we was going to the end of the world. We thought we were going to never get there. We had counted this, done that, done everything else. <laughs> huh. 
Mama said, if you ask me if we're back there one more time, she says, I'm going to beat every one of y'all. <laughs> and I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> it's not an uncommon thing. I'm probably asked how many of you have been to Jackson. How many times you've been to Jackson? Anyway, the point I'm trying to make. But we're in a world, we're in a time, we're entertaining my time. That slipped into the church. Got our lights. Got things that's trying to create an atmosphere. Trying to keep, to keep us where we can arrive. Um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get across here right now is this is a spirit that we got to fight. Spirit of our age, our time, that's, that the enemy's using to, to war against us. And so we can't, we can't let the word of God and the house of God become dull to us. Got to keep it. Then it goes from that in his last days. He said, nevertheless, many biblical authors saw that there would be what a time when many believers would what, lose faith prior to what? To Christ's second coming. Let us look at those two verses. Amen. In 1 Timothy 4. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me. 1 Timothy 4. Yeah. 1 and 2. Now the Spirit. Now notice Spirit is capitalized there. Talking about God. Talking about the Holy Ghost. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter time some shall what depart from the faith. Giving he what to seducing spirits. And it wasn't that they couldn't hear spirits and be felt and moved on by spirits. so unsensitive or un, un, uh, that, that spirits couldn't affect us. In fact, we all might be shocked out of our sights this morning if we really had a real insight of our spiritual world around us and the activity and what's really going on and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why I'm struggling like I'm struggling. Where'd this come from? Where'd that come from? That's the reason we have to watch what we allow ourselves to be exposed to. But I'm going to tell you something. We can't work all the time just working on not being exposed to. We can work to build a gate and fences there all the way around. And even God can't even encounter us. Even God can't move us because we come lukewarm. We've built such a wall of and a deadness and a dullness. Church used to move me. It was a time in my life, man, I'd almost cry when Sunday night was over with and couldn't hardly wait till Wednesday night got here. Spirit of iniquity is working upon our earth and it's deadening and numbness to the Spirit of God. The, the, the writer <clears throat> speaking what? Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience sheared with what? A hot iron. You ever been burnt? You ever you ever had something? They actually take nerves and do the same process. The writer says back in that custom, back when that was written, 
They actually sealed up wounds that way. Burn them. In some way, and, and, and there would be a certain amount of numbness, but, but yet to close it up, to keep from, from infections. A man coming in. And, and so it would heal up. How true today. That's really so important that the word of God becoming. The word is alive, folks. Man, this word can come alive in you. Sometimes you can get caught up reading it. Man, I'm telling you about it. You can have your own personal revival right there in your own personal time. The Bible and the word of God can lift you like nothing else can lift you. Instruct you and help you and strengthen you like nothing else. It can cause the spirit of God, amen, to, to, to stir up things in you that nothing else can stir. Because the word of God is like that sword. It's like that scalpel. It's the word of God that can cut away the deadness. I mentioned here a few weeks ago about surgeries. And, and after so many surgeries, sometimes what they call, amen, tissue, scar tissue. And sometimes that alone causes such irritation and infections and, and possibly death if something's not done about it. And so he has to go back in and, and, and deal with what was done there. Hmm. Praise God. But here, here, hypocrites, hypocrisy, vessels that claim to possess things that they did not, claim to be the voice of God, but was not, claim promises and commandments and direction, but God wasn't in it. And from the writings of Peter, warning about false, false prophets and Teachings and doctrines to the writings of Jude. It already had transpired. It already taken place. Already come to pass. If you read those two writings. Together. How much more is that true today? There's the world that you and I are living in. The hour we're living in. God help us. God help us. What happened? What was one of the greatest transformings that ever taken place in Paul's life? A man that thought he was doing God's bid. A man with all the passion in him thought he was doing in the name of God. Until what? Until in that ninth chapter, he smote and sent a man to the street called Straight. And wait on a man by the Ananias, he'll come. And when he gets there, he's going to pray for you. What happened to Paul? What had to fall? Scales. Could it be that one of the, one of the things that as we seek this revival this year? God, maybe we need some scales to fall off of the first Jesus name church of Bendale. Because of pitfalls. Because of events and things that's went on in the, in the past whatever years. And it had a tendency to cut us. It had a tendency to burn us. It had a tendency to wound us. And, and now, man, we become calloused. Folks, if I've ever walked the Holy Ghost, I've ever taught, we're here. God wants a healing in this church. A healing that not only blow or tickle our ears. 
but our community and our surroundings. Because when that healing flows and that power flows, and I'm telling you, we're going to birth some children. And, and, and the children could be right here. I, I'm not talking about outs. I'm talking about right here. Paul talks about in one place, praying, interceding, and working until what? Until Christ is birthed in them again. What happened? Read on through the scriptures. He warns us, he said, let no man deceive you. Don't, don't, don't let him start. Causes, I can put it through his cataracts. It affects the vision. And people that lose their vision, well, what? Don't have no hope. That's how the enemy works. He wants to affect your vision. He wants to affect your hearing. How do we know this is happening? Our response when church is over compared to our response when church started. How excited I am that church is starting. And there's no telling what's going to happen in the house. Because our Heavenly Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our great shepherd, the bishop, our soul, I've got confidence he's going to show up. He's going to work among us. He's going to work for us. And he's going to draw us closer together. He's equipped us as a church with a five-fold ministry. He's equipped us with operating of the gifts of the Spirit. That, that won't get out on some left field and some isolated and it's, it's oh no. The gift and calling is of, of him, not of us. It's, it's, it's not my ministry. It's, it's not my, it's his call upon. Paul helps us to understand that. When he was just thankful to be called to preach the gospel. And, and he felt unworthy. He said, I was chief as a sinners, man. I, I, I crucified this way. I, I had men and women to blaspheme. In fact, if you watch his pedigree about himself, the last of that pedigree is actually lower than the beginning of it. Calling and preaching the gospel down to a servant. Watch, watch what he says, a few things. Can I, I read just a few things here in the writing? The consciences are minds of these individuals are forcefully and intentionally burned closed. This powerful metaphoric image should grab believers' attention and remind them of the importance of staying open to God's word, lest they too become permanently closed. Two other side effects of the scannerization would be a permanent scar and a loss of sensitivity. If you've ever been burnt, it's severely burnt, that area does not have the, the feel. A nerve, it becomes dead, numbness to it. it don't, you can rub that and it don't, it's not the same. 
the sensitivity to it, uh, the response to it, it's, it can't. Uh, when you get nerve damage, I know this, a doctor told me this, back, back after Katrina and I had my neck problem and I, I went to the doctor and he, he won't do surgery and he told me, he said in between those two vertebrae, he said it's very small, he said you, you should, wouldn't be surprised at the space that's there, that's the reason when they talk about the swelling and all of that and he says that blocks that nerve, he said that's the reason your right arm, you're having so much trouble lifting things overhead because that nerve triggers the muscles up the back of that arm to respond and he said as long as it's, it's in that kind of condition and situation you always going to have that problem because the muscles can't, can't respond because the nerve's not there to tell it. It's reading the devil's working overtime on our. Come on, say it. I'm about at my wits in. I don't say I'm about my muscles in. I'm about it, my, my nerves. I'm about shot. Man, I'm about a nervous wreck. The devil slowly but surely has worked on the nervous system of the church and trying his bed to deaden it. If I, can, if I can shut down the nervous system, if I can shut down the response system, first responders. I can shut the church down. I can stop its effect in that community. I can stop its effect in that family. That's the reason he tries to find a place to get in. That can be a church. It can be an organization. It can be a family. But I'm looking for a loophole. I'm looking for a place to get in position. To win a battle, it's all about what? Positioning. You take one man, but if he can get in the right position, he can hold off a whole army. If you and I stay in the right position in the nerve rounds and walking with Jesus Christ and the sensitivity of the Lord, the devil or all of his imps don't have the power or the ability to cast us out. And remember now, he disguises himself. Remember, these attacks sometimes can come. Let me ask him, where did Jesus get his scars? Within his own. Some of the greatest scars that we all experience is from our own. It's not from that devil out there. It's from right here. I, I don't want any other way to just be honest and plain. But God's going to help us. God is helping us. He goes on. In considering this metaphor. Now this is a writer here, okay? This is in your book. The scar that remains usually will not be physical, but an emotional or spiritual scar. Instead of experiencing healing within the body of Christ, individuals choose alternative means of healing. One of these practices is hardening the heart. 
is comparable to undersizing our as, as its result in a loss of sensitivity and disturbing scar. In attempt to bring healing, they have damaged their own sensitivity to a point they cannot hear God's voice. Seeing how this can happen to an individual should serve as a cautionary tale for all believers to maintain their sensitivity to God's spirit and his word. You know what? He just explained why people backslide, especially preachers. They didn't get the position they thought. They didn't this or whatever. They got hurt, got this. One of the first things I was told when I started pastoring, you better get skin like a dinosaur. I'm just telling the truth. And uh, (laughs) cause, (laughs) watch this one. Sometimes even God says, no. He did with Paul. Paul wanted to go to Rome. Several occasions, but he didn't. There's other places. God said, no. The Holy Ghost said, no. Go back and study this lesson. It's a very powerful lesson. Let's stand. I, I know I'm, I, I, went, I burnt my time. I'm, and I, we love you this morning. Appreciate you. We, we count it a great honor just to be up at this church. And uh, the Lord would call us and put us here and, and help us. And, and to, to pastor you a great church. And we love you. And um, I, I really believe that God wants to give us some experiences and outpourings and some visitations in 2021. And um, I believe it's attainable as we hunger and thirst. Um, Have you ever really craved something? I mean, you know, a certain item maybe. But it was going to take an hour, two-hour drive and uh, whatever. But you, you, you begin to crave it bad enough. Sometimes that craving may take a day, a week, or two months or whatever, but after he finally reaches the point and said, hey, load up, we fix it, go, where are you going? Just load up. The sacrifice is worth the sacrifice. Because this is what I've been wanting. And I've been wanting it a while. So it's going to be worth the sacrifice. Two-hour drive, $50 milkshake. <laughs> Praise God. It's worth the drive. And when you get there, you're not going to go through the drive-thru. Just snatch it up. Well, that was good. Oh, no. In fact, I think I'll just linger around a while. I kind of like the atmosphere. Preaching to us today. No hurry to leave the house of God. Because if anybody's going to rescue me, it's Him. If anybody's going to help me to be an overcomer and finish this race, it's going to be Him. Then nobody loves me more than Jesus Christ. Nobody. You remember that.
and keep that in your heart and your spirit. God loves you with an everlasting love. And this is one of the greatest places he can demonstrate that. And not only to us as individuals, but unto our community. And those it comes to be a part of this assembly and service. It can mean heaven and hell for somebody. Let's pray. Lord, we love you this morning and appreciate you so much. We thank you for your grace, your kindness, your mercy, and your long-suffering. God, we want you to help us. We believe it is the will of the Lord. You have quickened our spirits, our hearts, as we, uh, as we reach out for revival, as we reach out for your hand of, uh, to fulfill that in our hearts and our lives on a personal basis. And then as a church and then in our community. God, as you look down upon every soul that's in this house this morning. The struggles that's in the lives. The, the positive and the negative, God. You're our maker. You're the one that called us. And, and Lord, you know my heartbeat. I don't hinder nobody of accomplishing or achieving anything that you called them to do. But you help me as a pastor to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done. To lead and guide this flock, God, unto the revival, unto the place. We want to hear you say, well done, thy good and faithful servants. We want the Holy Ghost to fall upon us. We want the Spirit of God and the anointing to rest upon the instrument players and singers and the saints of God. We want the operation of the, of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We want to unify and join together. We want to condemn one another, but we want to encourage one another and uplift one another. And work together, God. Hallelujah, to be who you called us to be and who you have elected us to be the barriers of your spirit hallelujah the barriers of this gospel and truth hallelujah we'd walk in that glory we'd walk in that power you'd help us God to put on the whole armor of God gird up our minds and hearts and spirit humble ourselves like never before give ourselves we become that willing vessel that we sung about this morning Lord that willing vessel on the potter's wheel that willing vessel God to hear the cry and the call and the voice of you in our hearts God to accomplish and achieve that that will give you glory and praise and honor help us here this morning Lord our prayers God could be scooped up by the angels and carried into the heavens and that you could honor them and respond unto them with your presence hallelujah God with your anointing and with your outcome we, we're looking for results God help us pray in a manner that can bring the results of our heavenly father help us approach you God in a way hallelujah that you'd, you'd extend that golden acceptor and we can attain and receive what you've got in store for us Lord we would let the thief we would let the robbers we would let the circumstances rob us of your blessings and favor upon our lives here today help us God we're going to give you the glory we're going to give you the praise we're going to give you the honor you're our Lord you're our maker you're the very sole purpose that we're here this morning you're the common denominator God for each and every one of us is to draw closer to you and to walk in your image and your likeness help us Lord in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Let's pray. Pray out this afternoon. Come back tonight. 5.30 prayer time. That's that service time. 5.30 is actually service time for the First Jesus Name Church of Bendale. Those 30 minutes of prayer is just as important, maybe more important, amen, to the remainder of the service. Because if we all get connected and plugged in in that 30 minutes and that'll help us, you know, to be sensitive unto the Holy Ghost and the will of God, direction of the Holy Ghost. And if we fail there, then we're prone and subject to fail out here. 
So let's make that a part. Let's act like 530 is service time. Make our way here. Join with our brothers and sisters in prayer. Calling on the Lord and calling on the will of God. We need the hand of the Lord and the, the presence of God in our services like never before. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.